Hi, I'm Luann Botta, and I'm Marianne Crum. You know, lots of things may be in short supply these days, but hope doesn't have to be one of them. Join us for the next 30 minutes or so, and we'll remind you how you can live with unquenchable hope. Hi, everybody. We are going to do our second episode with a guest, Heather Campbell. Mm -hmm. And I hope that you were with us last week because her story is just very, very poignant and powerful. If you didn't hear that episode, Heather was sharing with us about the death of her oldest son, Evan, who was killed in a car accident during his senior year of high school. And we're going to pick up the story now because there's more to the story. Mm -hmm. And Heather was sharing with us just some of the things that the Lord has done during the grieving process to reassure her. And so we'll just let you talk about it. So pick it up like a couple of days or a day or two Mm -hmm. after you got that awful news. Yeah. And, you know, you always kind of wonder, will I be able to sleep? I slept well. Did you? Really? Yeah, I slept very well. Do you think because of exhaustion? Well, I you made a comment know. about the peace that you felt. Was it right away? Yes. Okay. Yes. And that was the piece that passes understanding. Yes. And I, I can talk more about that later because sure, that sure. just kind of went through the whole process. But, you know, I went to bed and then you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, yeah, this happened. Yeah. Did it seem like, was that even real? Yes, it did. Mm -hmm. I was never in denial, but it was like, oh, oh yeah. Every morning for a while, it just kind Mm -hmm. of goes, oh, geez, here we are again another day. But I think the very important thing was getting out of bed every day and putting on clothes. Wow. Uh Yes. Not to please people, not, but I had to just get out of bed and put on clothes and be semi-normal. But I would get up and I would sit on the edge of my bed And God immediately started speaking to me. And it was those times sitting on the edge of my bed in the morning, right before my feet hit the floor, Mm -hmm. where he would meet me. Mm. And the first morning he met me and the Lord said, I feel your pain. I identify with this pain because I also lost a son. And I was very real with God. And mm-hmm. I think he wants us to be. I mean, read the Psalms. Sure. Good grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody says who you can't be transparent with the Lord has obviously never read portions <laughs> yeah. of the Old Testament. Right. I said, you have no idea how I feel, God. Yeah, you lost a son, but like you chose that. Mm-hmm. I did not choose this. And I would never choose this. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I don't think you know how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was super honest with the Lord. And he came back and he said to me, you are correct. I did choose it. Now you know the depth of my love. Mm. <laughs> That's huge. And he wasn't scolding me. Mm-hmm. But it, for the really the first time in my life, I feel like I went, oh, I get it. Because mm. I would wow. never choose that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. Right. Yeah. To give your son up for something. No. Are right. you kidding me? No. Mm-hmm. And he chose that. He yeah. chose to feel the pain I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. He chose that for mm-hmm. me and for mm-hmm. the lost world. Yes. Like that, I just said, oh my gosh, how mm, how deep the Father's love for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How vast beyond all measure that he would give his only son. To um, make a wretch his treasure. To make a wretch his treasure. Right. That, that's a great song, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yeah. it old, is. We're going old, old school. school. Yeah. <laughs> but I understood it. 
yeah. in a way that I never had before. And I think that was part of the things God was showing me in the weeks and days after was these things I'd always kind of known on the surface, but how tangible and real they became. And yeah. so that was the first morning. That mm-hmm. was what the Lord had for me. And I got up and, you know, washed mm-hmm. my face and brushed my teeth and I don't know, did something with my hair and put on clothes uh-huh. and put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Your other kids were watching you. She has two other kids. Mm-hmm. We talked about that last mm-hmm. week. So did that enter your mind too? Will and Erica need to see me moving forward. They need to see that I haven't just given up living. Actually, no. Okay. I, I, that wasn't really part of the yeah. motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Probably not that early on. I don't, no. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I knew that, okay, we're all going through this. Mm-hmm. I'm still their mom. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think there was an element of, I've got two other kids here. Right. I can't just check out because yeah. these kids need me. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know that me moving forward and getting dressed every day and doing that was motivated out of, I want them to see that I'm functioning. I mean, they did. I, I think yeah. I was prompted and I was obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Even in my grief, it's like, you still need to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Mm, yeah. I mean, I didn't get a pass. I think because I'm a grandma and I know mm-hmm. your parents mm-hmm. and they're very oh. strong believers, mm-hmm. but... You talked about the people at the school and how it affected them, but I, I think about your parents too, the grandparents. I think the hardest, <laughs> I think it was the hardest for my mother, and it took her longer mm-hmm. to get over this. Not over it. You never get over it. That was right. a terrible right. choice of words, but it, it took her longer to get to a good place. And because it, it occurred to me at some point as a mom, you know, she's lost a grandchild. Okay. Yeah. That's just beyond right. imaginable. Also, but she also had to watch her child. Yes, uh, yes, grief. She had to watch mm-hmm. me, her right. firstborn, mm-hmm. hurt mm-hmm. so much. And at the same time, grieve her. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I don't know that I could do that. But she could her. if you had to. Well, I could. And, and that's, yeah. I think that's the thing. Sometimes we think, yeah, oh, I would never be able to do that. Well, sometimes God doesn't give you the strength that you need to handle a situation beforehand. Right, right. Because... You would be like some kind of unbelievable Great. super person that destroy the world with your vision or something <laughs> because you have this strength that you don't need right now. Yeah. I think he shows up and he gives you the grace you need in the season, season that you need. Yeah. Sometimes he doesn't equip you ahead of time. The ripples of grief. You know, until I was a grandmother, I guess I didn't really think about how things like this mm-hmm. would just what be effect. devastating. You know, as a mom, Mary, and like mm-hmm. you would do anything to keep your kid from going through pain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that was tough. Okay. Well, so you mentioned sitting on your bed yes. in the morning. So some mm-hmm. other things happened. Mm-hmm. Monday morning. Okay. This happened on Sunday afternoon, the wreck. And then Monday morning, I had the talk with the Lord about how much he loves us. And then my friend, Melissa at school, I teach at Greenwood Christian school. And of course that whole community was devastated. It's the first time our school had ever dealt with this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. They had called in youth pastors and had a service and they, and our headmaster, Dr. Johns gave a gospel message. Mm -hmm. And my friend, Melissa's texting me the whole time. Dr. J is giving a gospel. There's somebody responding. There's a couple kids. I texted her. Who's responding? And, you know, this hasn't even been 24 hours. Mm -hmm. It's not even been 24 hours. It's been about 18 Mm -hmm. hours. And she mentioned the first kid to go for is a kid named Jack. Mm -hmm. And he was new to our school and did not know the Lord at all. And I had asked him at the beginning in my Bible class, so tell me about your church thing. And he said, oh, we kind of go at Easter and Christmas, but we're not, I'm not really into the church thing. I said, all right, well, just hang with me. Just hang with me this year. And I'm going to pray for you. 
that year, I mean, the Lord just burned in my heart for this one kid. And I had prayed all year, Jack, I just, Lord, get a hold of Jack. May these words and the truth he's hearing in class just get a hold of Jack. I don't know why. I mean, you know, you wow. pray for no, all the kids. Right. But that was yes. like, there was something about yes. this kid. And she said the first one forward was Jack. <laughs> and, you know, and you sit there and you're like, well, okay, Lord, this is what I prayed for. This isn't exactly how I wanted it to happen. <laughs> right. But it immediately, within before 24 hours of my loss, there was redemption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was new life sprouting up. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lord. Okay. And then there were a few other guys that went forward too. And, and it's, I should remember all their names. I don't remember because that was the one. And so... And Jack's a big football player. Oh, he was a big football star. Good looking So everybody kid. knew who he was. Yeah, everybody mm-hmm. knew who he was. And I, mm-hmm. and I can't help but wonder if him having the courage to stand up and go yes. forward first maybe helped these others kind of yeah. say, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. go forward too. So that happened, and that was Monday morning. And immediately the Lord started showing me some redemption. Because mm-hmm. there's always redemption. Yeah. Um, there's always, when God's plan, yes. life from death. So Monday afternoon, we had gone to the funeral home, and I um, hadn't planned on it, but the Lord prompted me to go see Evan, and I did, and I just had that moment with him. My husband chose not to. He just didn't think mm-hmm. that it would be helpful, and mm-hmm. he wanted to remember him, you know, alive I've and been, bouncing yeah. around like Tigger and, you know, ah. Uh. <laughs> but I... Tigger. Tigger. He, he did. Was, he was boing, a lot boing, like Tigger. Boing, boing. <laughs> he was. He, he, he walked like that. You remember? I, I mean, do. He had that spring in his step, and he's, yeah. oh my gosh, he was a hoot. But I, I felt like at the last minute, yeah, I need to go. And I had that minute with him, and I said goodbye, and I, I looked at his, you know, his eyes were shut, and I said, mm-hmm. oh, just, buddy, I just... Wish you could open your eyes again. I just wish you could open your eyes one more time. I just want to see your eyes again. I wish you could open your eyes. Not that he was there. I get that from right. a theological standpoint. It was just, a, but it was right. his body. And I said goodbye, and that was that. And the next morning, I woke up, sat on the side of my bed, and now this is going to sound a little kooky to some people, but um, I had another encounter, mm-hmm. and. And it, it was like I heard Evan. I do not believe that dead people come back and visit you. Yeah, no, Disclaimer: They don't. They don't. <laughs> no, That's they don't. not biblical. Mm-hmm. It's not right. Right. But I heard in my head his voice, Evan's voice, and he said, "Mom." And I believe that the Lord let me hear this mm-hmm. to give me more a glimpse of the redemption. Yeah. He said, "Mom, I couldn't open my eyes." Because Jack had to open his. Crazy. <laughs> and you weren't even and thinking about Jack no, right that moment. No, no, I wasn't even thinking about this kid. I mean, I was yeah. thankful the day before, and it sure. was such a great thing 24 hours later. But for wow, for me to feel amazing. like the, that even Evan, somehow that the Lord gave me this message yes. that mm-hmm. Evan was totally okay with it. Mm. It's like, Mama, if this didn't happen to me, then his eyes were open to the Lord. Yeah. And if he's okay with it, wow. then... So I don't know. The Lord wow. just gifted me that morning yes. with like mm-hmm. he's okay and mm-hmm. he's still alive yes he's in a different place alive and he's rejoicing over this salvation yeah of course we kid because i'm so obsessed with heaven and mm-hmm. love to talk about it and read about it and stuff but if we all had a glimpse of heaven mm-hmm. We would grieve entirely different, or we mm-hmm. would be willing to give up this life here mm-hmm. so that one person mm-hmm. yes. could experience that. Yeah. It's just that mm-hmm. we don't have that clarity. Right. That's right. But, That's right. Yeah. But every once in a while, like, I'd get a glimpse of that from him. So that was the second side of the bed thing. 
Wow. And then that afternoon, Jack had told his mom, Mom, I need to go. I need to go. I need to see Miss Campbell. And they walked through the door. And my family had known Jack. I mean, actually, his mom is from my hometown, Youngstown, Ohio. Really? Wow. (laughs) Yeah, so we're like the Youngstown girls. Wow. Um, So it's kind of a connection there. But she she brought him over. Mm -hmm. And my family had known him because they had played basketball together, Mm -hmm. Evan and Jack. There was a whole countenance change on his face. My family saw this. Man, his whole countenance is different. I said, yeah. And so he came over and sat and just held my hands. Wow. I said, tell me about yesterday. Uh-huh. And he told me about, you know, feeling that that pull inside and just, you know, wow. going forward. And Does he know anything about the experience? Yes. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. what did he, he say does. about that? And it humbles him. Huh. It humbles him. And, you know, and there's some people who would be skeptical because, okay, none of us are walking the perfect Christian life. No, and correct. so, you know, yeah. even he has not walked the perfect Christian life. I mean, right. He's yeah. A, you know, he's 22. He's getting re- ready to graduate from the Citadel. I walked up to him. I saw him at a festival not too long ago. He lives here I, in town? He, his parents do. His family does. Okay, but he's okay. at the Citadel. Okay. But he was back in the summer. We saw, I saw him at the barbecue festival. And I said, listen, don't you ever let anybody try to talk you out of what? you experienced with Jesus. Amen. Okay? Because you were his. What did he say? He said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I know. And I gave him a wink because I'm like, okay, Jack. He still holds his very dear place in my heart because re- there's redemption and there's new life. So, Was there a third experience like that? Yeah. I mean, the Lord met me and talked to me a little bit about being sad and mm-hmm. that it was okay to be sad mm-hmm. because he was sad. Mm-hmm. Because death is sad. Mm-hmm. And death, why is it sad? Mm-hmm. I mean, even atheists get sad when people die, right? Sure. Why? Because mm-hmm. it's knitted into the fiber of the human being that death is, goes against the way things are supposed to be. Yeah. yeah, correct. Because it's not God's original plan. And so that next day, it was like, it is sad. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be sad. Mm-hmm. And I think when I've talked to people in grief, if I could say something, is don't try to run away from the sadness. Be sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's legitimate because it is sad. Yeah. It's tragically, horribly sad death, mm-hmm. but but not to get consumed by it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because like Luann said at the end of the last episode, we do not grieve without hope. Correct. Mm-hmm. Like the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it is sad, but we don't have to be consumed by it because there's still hope in the sadness. One of the verses that I had thought about I was looking at verses on grief and grieving, and it was from Deuteronomy. 34, 8, and it says, So the sons of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab for 30 days. Mm. Then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses came to an end. Mm. And that's okay. kind of what you're saying. I think even in other places, it's part of the law mm-hmm. yeah. that yeah. you had a prescribed period of mourning. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure he wasn't saying, well, you can't feel sad after 30 days. Sorry. <laughs> Or David, when his son died mm, yes. with Bathsheba, mm-hmm. and he said, well, he's not going to come to me, but I'll go to him. Mm-hmm. So he got up and ate and yeah. Yeah, did all right. the stuff. doesn't mean you're still not grieving, but you're not paralyzed by it, what you had talked about before. But again, I think yeah. it's a process. But as you said so graciously, the last episode is how to get out of stuck mm-hmm. is only because of Jesus. It is, and it's just following that Holy Spirit. Now, mm-hmm. look, I did not leave my house well, actually, I take it back. <laughs> my best friend from growing up, my next door neighbor, walked through my screen door on day two or three. From Ohio? She, yes. She and her sister just walked. And I was like, wait, you don't belong here. What? It was so disorienting to see yeah. them walk through my door. And Amy had actually 
birthed a stillborn child, my best friend growing up at nine months full term. And so she knew. She and I connected over that years and years ago, but she came because she knows that how that feels. But that night I needed something. I can't remember what I needed. They're like, let's go to Walmart. So like on the third night, I went to Walmart with my friend from growing up. It's like, welcome to Walmart in the South. It was a whole experience for these people. Yeah. But, um, but I did. But after that, I will say, I did not leave the house. All through the summer? No, for about a month or so. Okay. I stayed home. Mm-hmm. You know, people would bring me groceries. They'd bring me things. They would come visit. And I don't feel like that was not moving forward. I, that was a healthy time. Oh, no, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, yeah. of, of just taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And because you are so raw that the air mm-hmm. hurts. And so I did. I don't want to yeah. say like, oh, I just put one foot in front of the other and just jumped right back into life because I did not. And they graciously gave me the rest of the year off. Oh, and I was basically yeah. told, I do not expect to see you back at school. Even wow. when I did go back in September, oh, it was so hard. I imagine. Mm-hmm. And I would guess the anniversaries yeah. are hard. Mm-hmm. Those are those times when the scab gets picked, That's picked it. off a little bit. Yep. It, it, the wound opens up a little bit. Yeah. You know, their birthday, the, the day that oh. they passed. And, mm-hmm. and I think, too, you feel this pressure like, oh, I should do something today. What mm-hmm. should I do? Just do whatever. Just Do whatever. Have a birthday cake. Don't have a birthday cake. I mean, we've done different things different years. But don't let the world put some pressure on you. Right. You have to do X, Y, or Z, or you're not doing this right. You were talking about, I mentioned the anniversary thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've shared this on a podcast. I'm not sure. I know I've shared about losing a baby halfway through Mm -hmm. my pregnancy. But here's one of those redemptive things, because that happened around the 20th of January, Mm -hmm. in that time of year. And my first granddaughter was born, as best as I can remember, on the same day. Wow. So it always <laughs> wow. was kind of like mm-hmm. just a, I don't know, just a heaviness during that time of year. Yeah. And always felt that rawness at that time of year. But now, you know, it's it is birthday. I just thought that was so that the Lord, sweet yeah. that he ar- yeah. arranged that. Yeah. yeah. Is this right. a coincidence? I don't think so. I don't no, think right. so. You know, if you're open to it, you can see little things like that that aren't coincidences. No, you know, right. all the things that you've talked about, the dreams, mm-hmm. sitting on the edge of your bed, mm-hmm. all those things. People can say what they want to about it, mm-hmm. but that's how personal God is. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it may not look the same for everybody that's mm-hmm. grieving, mm-hmm. but God knows what you need. Your heart is open yeah, to receive that's it. that. I think that's it. You- if you haven't shut him out. Yeah, you can't <laughs> shut him out. And, and I'm, I'm so thankful that I, I didn't. For I was protected from that. And it may be because I just had a whole bunch of people praying for me. Yeah. And so those yeah. of you who are listening who haven't gone through this, please do not underestimate the power of your prayers for people who are going through something like this, that mm-hmm. their heart would not be closed to the Lord, that they, Satan would be blocked from their mind and their heart and their spirit. And it could be that just, I, it yeah. could have been if I didn't have people praying for me for these things. So, yes. mm. you know, I was open to just following whatever the Spirit told me to do. And it was hard. It was hard. And I think in our culture today, we're just, don't do hard things. Yeah. Yes. Follow yeah. your feelings. It's yeah. like, well, sometimes no. that's not the answer. No, no absolutely. Heart is deceitful above all, all things. things. And that's you exactly will end up right. in a pit that you'll feel like you can never get out yes. of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you follow your feelings. Yes. Yeah. And it's okay to have the feelings. No, there. I get it. They're just not meant to direct your steps in yes, your life. Correct. Sometimes it's just, oh, I don't feel like this, but I got to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, when I began the previous episode, I was talking about how 
a lot of really effective Christian speakers and songwriters and authors have been through really hard things like what you've been through. And although we would never wish that on anyone, I know that it brings hope to people when you see someone who's been through that Mm -hmm. and then can still speak Mm -hmm. of the goodness of God Mm -hmm. and his faithfulness. And so your story brings hope to people, even though it seems like, you know, why do you have this sad story on (laughs) unquenchable hope? Because it does make the rest of us feel like, well, if Heather survived this, then if the worst happens, I know... I mean, you had gone through that with a good friend of yours, and you saw that they survived. Yes, they did with their faith intact mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. So it does bring hope to other people mm-hmm. when they they watch us faithfully, not perfectly, but faithfully endure stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does. And that, mm-hmm. you know, the title of your podcast is Unquenchable. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it is. You do hear the people will come and they'll say things to you. You know, for a while, I did really want to punch people in the face that would say it because it was like, <laughs> I mean, you do have the feelings of like, yeah. But yeah. this was not worth it no, for me yeah. to make you feel better. <laughs> right. But no, well, they'll say, oh, you're so strong. You're so oh, strong. Yeah. And you're like, you have no idea yeah. that yeah. I am I am the weakest thing right now. I am mm-hmm. broken and mm-hmm. shattered. And I literally fell on the floor because physically you are not strong. Mm-hmm. Mentally, you are not strong. Emotionally, you are not strong. The only thing that can possibly be strong is spiritually, but it's, his spirit that comes and takes over. And I would say, any strength you see in me is not me. It's mm-hmm. totally the Lord empowering me because I would still be on the floor. Yes. Because mm-hmm. that's how I feel. I sure. don't feel strong. I feel weak. Yeah. And I am weak. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to acknowledge that. I am Absolutely. weak. Mm-hmm. And everything that you see is Him and His strength. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to read that scripture that I had mentioned before oh, we yeah. started recording. Psalm seventy-three twenty-six. It says, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what you just described mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And it's the concepts that you you know, oh, whenever we is strong and, you know, yeah. the Lord is my strength. And Did you ever f- actually feel that, though? Did you feel yes. his strength? Oh, like Every day. Okay. Every Yeah, I felt it tangibly almost, like the thing that allowed me to put the cement block feet in front of each other. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was... You had I, the sense that this is not coming from me. Oh, 100%. I knew it wasn't coming from me. How yeah. How am I even walking through my days right now? Yes, it was tangible. So the things that you know about the Lord become manifested. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then they stay, correct? I mean, then you build on that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, I find even now when I, my flesh is getting weaker, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm not plugged into the Word. I'm not with the, mm-hmm. I'm connected to the Spirit mm-hmm. and the Word. And I, you still have to keep, you know, sure, sure, working sure, sure, out sure, sure. spiritually or whatever to to lean on Him. But, right. you know, I think at that, that that time when you absolutely have nothing and mm-hmm. I'm not like, well, it's time to get out my Bible and have my devotional <laughs> no, time. Right. No, no, it was not. It was just time to lay there and go, okay, Spirit, fill me and yeah. guide me. I can't do this. Did you ever have yeah. scriptures pop into your mind on those early days? No, okay. I did not specifically. Yeah. It was more just the attributes of God that I knew. It was more like him and his spirit showing up mm-hmm. than it was this verse or that verse. It was him. Yeah. It was him manifesting himself mm-hmm. in the things I always knew about him. 
His love, his strength, the peace that passes understanding. That's what I was going to ask you. Remember you said you had more to say about that, yes. the peace that you had received. Yes, and, and what's the verse um, that talks about? It's not Uh-oh. peace as the world gives. I've got it right here. Okay, read yeah. that one. Peace I leave with you, my peace. Yeah, yeah. You, you probably have it memorized. That's the um, Go girl. That, oh. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. You got yes. it. It was so awesome to think about, okay, when, if you ask someone to define peace, the world's definition is the, the absence of conflict, the absence of strife, mm-hmm. that's peace. The absence of waves, you think of a peaceful ocean, mm-hmm. the absence of any of this. And you're going through this, this death of this child, there should not be peace. Because it's not the world's definition of peace. Oh, yes. That's, I think, what that verse means. I don't give peace as the world gives. And you don't understand it. How can you say, oh, you, you'll feel peaceful in the midst of that? I would even say now, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. But it was. Even from the beginning, there was just this, another old song, Blessed Assurance. It was a peace that was just so under the surface. Mm-hmm. When the world's falling apart and there's 8 million people in your house and yeah. 2,000 casseroles and 20 <laughs> cakes, and oh, where yeah. am I going to put the cakes? Yeah. And, you know, where... <laughs> You know, yeah. I mean, there is. <laughs> Make a note: Do not take cakes to greet. <laughs> you know what you? Well, there's Heather's hot tips for what not to do. I've yeah, got we're going to get to that. Yeah. It, it was an overwhelming. Oh, they were overwhelmed. Because people don't were know overwhelmed. What to do. No, and, the, and then the South, you bring food. I mean, That's right. Just, yeah, yeah. You bring food. So that there's, you know, the chaos of because you're the loss of your kid, and then. Oh my gosh, there's no more room in my kitchen for stuff. What am I going to do? <laughs> but that's when you rely on the other people. And you yeah. know, my friends were like, you are not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Go sit on your deck. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there's no peace. There's all this going on. But there yeah. was peace. There was peace. Underneath it all. And I, that is what I always, when people have lost someone, I always will say, I'm going to pray peace and strength. I'm going to pray mm-hmm. peace and strength. Because it's the things, you know, you asked about the scriptures. He manifests the scriptures that you already know, even if you haven't memorized them as beautifully as Luan. <laughs> um, but you know these things about God mm-hmm. yeah. in your head. Yes. But he manifests himself in a, in a very real and tangible way. You're like, oh, that's what that means. Yeah. And I think you get to experience the verse. And yeah. that's one of the yeah. things we're going to do yes. in the next episode is I've Got some verses related to mm-hmm. grief or somewhat related. And then mm-hmm. I want to ask you, did That's you perfect. experience this? How mm-hmm. did you experience that? Great. That's perfect. All right. Great. That's it for this week. Hope you'll join us next time. Thanks for joining us today. If this podcast encouraged you, it might encourage someone else too. So please share it and share some hope. <laughs>